Star Wars Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Grant. And I am Ben. And we thank you for traveling uh, the Starfields to find us across <laughs> the interwebs and the iTunes podcast uh, surfing search engine. Thank you. Um, so we have a lot to talk about today. We have uh, Rebels finale. Just Rebels just wrapped up. Yes. We like to talk about that. We have, uh, we've seen a few things in there that make us uh, want to speculate about what Dave Filoni might be doing next. Uh, we have some news, a uh, few news items on the list, and finally we'll discuss uh, the TLJ novelization, the, uh, the the book by Jason Fry, the Last Jedi novelization. We'll, we'll talk about that and yes. the tidbits that are in there that are new that we didn't see on screen but might be in the deleted scene. So we'll we'll throw up a spoiler warning before that. But um, let's get right into Rebels, right? Yes, the exciting conclusion. That was uh, that was quite a couple episodes. I love how they really gave us some really meaty segments, and they released them two in a row to just really sink your teeth into Rebels. Because I feel like earlier on, twenty minutes was just not enough to sort of to satiate your appetite. You were just sort of ready, and so it was great to have. We had full two hours of yeah. uh, Rebels. And that, that's watch. that's how I, I, you know, I like I like Star Wars in the long form. That's usually how <laughs> I like it because you can really get into the character moments. You can get into the the adventure moments you can get into the you know you can get inside you know characters heads and we can have more of a you know these campfire scenes where they're thinking and they're reflecting on you know past events such as when Kanan died and how that played into this final chapter which I thought was incredible and yeah uh, I thought he did a really great job of tying things together you yeah, know it's, Filoni. yeah definitely. you know a lot of people can be given a pass if they can't finish I mean there's, it's a hard thing to do to wrap up a series. Yeah, yeah. it was a nice soft landing, right? It yes. wasn't. It didn't just hit us all with, oh, these characters all die and they get right. wiped out, and that's why you don't see them in A New Hope and you don't see them in the original trilogy because you know they they all fell in the final battle, which is kind of what I thought coming in. I thought there was going to yeah. be a large scale final battle where we lose, you know, the the entire Ghost crew, if not, you know, maybe not Hera because we we've seen her in. Uh, I think you know there's evidence of her in Rogue One, and there's, yes. there's evidence of her in I think uh, uh, I think she's mentioned in the Battlefront games or something like that. So maybe in the novels um, where it's post or it's maybe Return the, of the Jedi. Gosh, I don't remember. Then it's been so long since I read the second. Yeah, so I, I was thinking one. everyone would die. Though. I mean, I, yeah. honestly, I thought it was going to be a, a big time tragedy at the end. But yeah, no, I they love made how it Dave Filoni wrapped it up. Yeah, absolutely. And you know the whole Thrawn. Um, loophole where it's like you know explains why we didn't see Thrawn then and um and yeah it really paved an avenue that you know suddenly is a viable next project for Filoni or someone else right right because we saw Ezra and Thrawn get you know just entangled by the the Purgles and and fly out into hyperspace so I you know I you can only imagine they're somewhere in the distant you know stars and the unknown regions you know still alive I think both Ezra and Thrawn are still alive and I think that's the smart smart thing to do because then you have all this you know all this uh, ammunition for a new series where you have right. you know uh sabine and uh, you know 
it was super surprising to see Ahsoka make a return right at the end there. Though I was talking about it that I, I thought she would. I even said that she should be kind of shrouded and, <laughs> and yeah, be did, weaved yeah. in to the story in a weird way where she's almost this this phantom, you know, uh, vigilante that helps the ghost crew. But you know, they didn't do that. But they did bring her back in, you know, yeah. robes, and I thought that was that was super fitting for what we saw in World Between Worlds, where Ezra saves her. But, yeah, and I loved her ship. I love that I love they that showed ship. her like tricked out ship, and it's like she painted it in the same style as her starfighter, right? Um, from before, and it's like I love. I mean, the vehicles are half of it for me. Like just all the crazy technology. I'm, you're sitting next to six books of cross sections. Because <laughs> like, if I don't know where the bathroom is right. on like the Sith infiltrator, then I'm like <laughs> yeah. kind of bummed. Yeah. Um, but she, yeah, really cool. Just uh, that's yeah, just really nice thing. And yeah, I mean, you're, you know. Your mind wanders easily into where Sabine and um, and Ahsoka go and, and where they could be. I mean, what if they left the entire galaxy, you know? Yeah. Is, is that going to happen? Because Thrawn in this mythology is from outside the galaxy. That's true, yeah. Um, and, you know, he's looking for, for warriors, right? A force that can battle things. Military assets, right? Yeah. He's looking for, right. you know, chess pieces to control and sees what he wants i mean that's just right what and does. i i mean he said i'm not sure if, if you read the the thrawn book but i'm reading it right now so okay i'm i'm in it right now and, well, uh, then i'm this loving is it so far. i don't want to spoil it but yes okay good we'll do, <laughs> let me know when you finish it i will we'll we'll do next, a, it'll be next week i'll have it done by next week it's, cool it's, we'll do a little a uh, book read, club so. um with on the thrawn novel because uh he's a fantastic character and uh they're doing a lot of good things with him so, big question. I mean, we we see that Hera and Kanan have a kid, and his name's Jason Sindula. So, no more yes. no more Jason Solo. We have a Jason J-A-C-E-N. now. J-A-C-E-N. Yeah, just like the... <laughs> Sindula. And, uh, you know, um, this is the big question I have. Is is Dave Filoni going to age Jason for the new series? Is he going to mm. be a bit older, and is he going to be the kind of the, the heart of the ensemble that's going to you know, push into new adventures or is he going to go back to Sabine and Ahsoka and really start the story there? Like, what do you think? Wow. I mean, and this is a big, what if he decides right, to go right. down this path? Yeah. I don't, I don't see him, uh, not using that character. Um, if he goes in there, I, I, I think it'll probably, I would imagine it's centered around Ahsoka and Sabine, um, and their quest. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. It could go a lot of right. ways. In my view, like the payoff to actually finding Thrawn and um, uh, uh, Ezra would come a lot later. You right. Know, like that would a be lot maybe. would be just them getting through. Like I want to see their adventures through the Outer Rim um, or unknown regions or wherever that trajectory took them. I mean, even it could go straight through the galaxy that we know, but there's mm-hmm. really infinite possibilities of what we could see there. Again, the Rishi right. Rishi Maze. Like, what right. do I got to do to see the Rishi Maze? Yeah, and um, uh, I have another question. You know, yeah, I think, and also he's he must have he must be gifted with the force. I mean, if Kanan's yes. his father, Jason Sindula right. must be gifted with the force. Will we see maybe Ezra, you know, possibly be his mentor? You know, mm. will will we see uh, you know these Ahsoka. Jedi, these Jedi, or Ahsoka? Or, and yeah. will we see, yeah, exactly, why don't I think you know Ahsoka? You know, is he going to meet up with Ahsoka? Is she going to teach him the ways of the force, but not maybe the the Jedi, all this kind of stuff. And we also, right. I, I think we also brought up uh, last week or on one of the podcasts we brought up that, you know, Ahsoka has this kind of doctrine that's outside of the Jedi. Could she have maybe spoken to Luke and did that, you know, uh, did that influence his judgment on the Force and the Jedi? And hmm. if so, that that is so fitting for where we see him in The Last Jedi. I, I think that would be a, a great, you know, addition to the mythos if Dave Filoni could 
get those two characters together, old Luke and Ahsoka. If those two characters can yeah. meet, it would just make sense for me too. I just feel like that just makes sense in a weird way. Yeah, and I'm I'm dying to see Luke in a brighter place. You know, yeah, I'd like too. to see him pre-fall um, doing cool things. I mean, if we're if we're guessing about Jason Syndulla's fate, I mean. We know that eventually there's going to be a new Jedi Academy made. That's a good point. You know, and that could be uh, that could be the last stop. Or not. Maybe he's finds <laughs> a way to Sindula, survive. Knight of Ren. Yeah. Knight of Ren. Yeah. That <laughs> I, would, I would read that book, watch that movie, read that comic. Like I would check that out for for sure. Oh, definitely. And, and also, if if Dave only does bring back these characters in you know the timeline of, of possibly the last Jedi or the new trilogy. Uh, you know, is would Thrawn and Snoke or Supreme Leader Kylo Ren would they butt heads and and vie for control of the First Order, or would Thrawn maybe find remnant Imperial assets that aren't a part of the First Order and maybe mm. start his own regime? You know, would that? What yes. do you think could happen there if if wow. they do go that route? Gosh, I love that idea. I would love to see him sort of come back and merge, right, and and, and do it. Even though, I mean, if if he's looking for forces and you know i don't know if the empire quite you know fit it but mm-hmm. in which do you think is true like I, I don't know if the first order is strong enough i don't know if he'd have interest in going that route, right. route I, yeah i like the i like the first order as a kind of a wounded dog you know rising from the ashes their, yes. their leaders all burned it looks like this kind of recycled empire that's that's you know yeah uh, that's kind of doing this guerrilla style attack on the new republic and then, right you know I think if I see Thrawn again, I want him sort of separate from the Empire. Me too. I think that's yeah. I think that's his own sort choice. of rogue force, or maybe he's teamed up with a different a different force. That's um, that's maybe Kais. Maybe doing something different. is it Chiss or is it Kais? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's I always it was Chiss to me, but Chiss. Okay, it was always Chiss. I always said Kais. And I'm you know sure what? we're making people. I'm mad reading right the now. Thrawn book, and you know, I I think I played the old Jedi Academy games, and there's Chiss almost everywhere in that right. game at bars at restaurants at, yeah in around temples i was like oh my god okay they're they're that species shouldn't be that you know that species is you know, from an unknown world in the unknown regions right. they're, they're not proliferating the galaxy like i've seen them in the past so yeah i keep keep on having to remind myself that so so you know they are out there you know his his species is out there i wonder if he'll reconnect with you know, maybe just one other Chiss character, or, or yeah, group. or the whole squad. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it would be nice to sort of change the paradigm in the future, where you know, maybe I mean, I love seeing stormtroopers, but mm-hmm. maybe Chiffs have really cool armor too that we yeah. could, you know, we could admire. Um, but yeah, cool. So that's that's pretty much our speculations on rebels. Uh, soon enough, we'll have a comment board and things like that for you guys to all respond and tell us what you think could happen or what you what you would like to see happen in uh, a, a new series by Dave Filoni. And, uh, yeah. Although all, other people are speculating that Dave Filoni is working on another project, and that's going to give us a nice segue into our news portion of the show, which is that Dave yes. Filoni you know, could be helping John Favreau on this live-action TV show that was just... It was just announced that uh, John Favreau had signed on to executive produce and write a live-action Star Wars series for Disney's new direct-to-consumer streaming platform. Yes. So that's big news. That's, that's yeah. They've uh, got their guy for that. So this is the next next big drop of information. And I mean, already just that director name conjures a lot of really interesting ideas and vibes for mm-hmm. a, for the new series. And um, if I know you're like me, where um, you know loved the 
the first Iron Man, I think that yeah. was probably the best that Marvel did. Right. Um, and that was that it's was a, it's his a good screenplay. There. I think. I yeah. Think, you know, when you when you look at them next, you know, right. Iron Man two and three, not so much. I, I didn't. Right. Did not enjoy those films. I thought they were. And yeah. actually, I haven't. I haven't enjoyed more, I John Favreau's last. I think three projects, right. which, the Jungle Book. You know, he was a pro- he executive right. produced the Age of Ultron. You know, it's Iron Man three. It's is not. I yeah. wasn't a huge fan of these movies, but I do love Swingers and Made and you yeah. know when John John Favreau's you know acting portfolio where he's you know yeah been, you know these the when he is he's one of the the best everyman kind of characters you know yeah, totally. I really I really think he's kind of like someone anyone can relate relate with he's the one who has the fear well right you know uh, the other characters you know are, are fearless and it's got it's it's he's a he's a great everyman he's the perfect kind of candidate that uh, that Kathleen's looking for. Um, for this for this project because you know he's gonna he's gonna shepherd that talent pool of writers and directors for the TV series for the for the the many TV series that that Disney is planning to do for this this streaming network. So he's he's the perfect kind of guy that I think should be a, a doorman for evaluating people and bringing people in. Yes, but then you have this other issue where people are saying, "Hey, this announcement of John Favreau, this is another." You know, older white guy. What, you know, where's the diversity? Where's this? And I agree. I agree that there needs to be more diversity in the, in, especially in these announcements, especially in these these yes. higher up roles at Lucasfilm. Yeah. At the same time, he is executive producing and writing. He's not going to be directing, and there will be other writers brought on board. So I think there will be there's there's plenty of you know uh, future options or opportunities for including a more diverse selection. Of, yeah. Of I think the climate right now is fantastic. I love that, um, you know, the popularity of black Panther right now. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, they, it, but it, you know, the lack of diversity plagues the entire movie right. industry and the entertainment industry. And, but now it's in, you know, the full light of everything. So, you know, maybe they just aren't those people out there to put, you know, over, you know, have a diverse, and maybe they don't want there. it. You know, there are matches made in heaven. There's like, you know, yeah. Antoine Fuqua does Boba Fett. Right, you know, or Ang Lee does Kenobi. You know, like yeah. these, there are matches, that, but yeah. maybe they don't want to do these projects, so yeah. we can't just you can't force you can't force people to right. take on creative work that they don't feel you yeah. know, inspired by or that they find yeah. interest in. I, I think you know, I think Star Wars has been recently one of the more forward people as far as trying to really diversify right. their you know their content, and uh, I, I'm confident that you know Kathleen Kennedy will get there, and you know in the next five years there's going to be a lot of stuff made and. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of good yeah. diverse projects coming up. Oh, definitely. I have, I have complete faith in Kathleen. Kennedy yeah. To do that. But for now, this is a great first step into Favreau's world. I, mm-hmm. I'm dying to see him uh, with an ensemble cast, I think. Right. You know, and let him play in the sandbox, the Star Wars sandbox. You know, I, you know this guy is a, a big Star Wars fan, and he finally gets to put, like, all of his um, his ideas up on film um, or digital right. video, as the, the case is. But, uh, yeah, that's a great choice. It's going to be a strong choice, and I'm going to watch every episode. <laughs> yeah. Probably on it. Yep. Um, you know, what do we think this show could be? That's, that's something I'm just, I've been thinking in, uh, in my head for the past couple of days. What could this show be? Uh, could he be doing Star Wars Underworld, those scripts that George wrote? Yes. Could, he, could he be doing Star Wars Underworld and bringing a kind of lighter tone to it, like Swingers Are Made, where we're seeing these <laughs> kind of crime, these, these, these you know, uh, yeah. gangster comedies, these... these crime comedies maybe he's bringing that tone to the, the star wars underworld scripts where you're getting just a lighter more adventurous feel and characters are you know it's more comical instead of brooding and 
you know, we're not we're not dealing with some of the the darker elements that come with CD, you know, right? Cantinas and things like that. I love that idea. I know you're a big fan of that one, and there's there's a lot to be had there. Um, there's also there, you know, that may be getting away from the force sensitive and the right. sort of whole Jedi dogma, and, mm-hmm. um, which um, I don't know. I'd like to see him mess around with that too. I think it's a it's a critical cornerstone of any good Star Wars story. Has got to have you know the force involved, right? Because in I because I texted you and I said that yeah, I don't think he's going to be doing anything involved yeah. in the force. But I could be totally wrong. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, no. that would be a brave choice of Star Wars to do that. I think we're sort of expecting to get that series at some point. That's but, interesting. Um, but this early, I don't know. It would be a shock for me. Again, you know, my the series that I want, I want to see Luke's adventures. But uh, right. I have a feeling that might be Filoni's realm where he's so he can animate that series. Sebastian Stan, live action, post-Turn of the Jedi, Jedi Temple, yeah. after Luke had done all the ex- exploration. Right. New actor for young Ben Solo. Right. Three or four seasons of that. I'd be set. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. That would be uh, great. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it could be anything. We could get another. We could get a story about a smuggler. We could get a story about a... Uh, a, a Mace Windu's uh, apprenticeship to some other guy. Right. Like, I don't know. I, I'm really hoping it's kind of like a transporter, like a spice freighter pilot. Okay. Just, just a yeah. mundane thing, you know? Like, yeah. I, and then that guy maybe gets pulled into a... a, a a bigger adventure, you know, yeah. something like that, would be fun. That would be that would be great. It doesn't always have to be a Jedi. It doesn't always have to be a right. bounty hunter. It doesn't yeah. always have to be a you know. It would definitely be nice if the main character or characters are not Jedi sensitive, but it's still you know maybe have you know it's going to weave its way into right. his world eventually. Something to do with you know going to Jedi or something like that. Yeah, um, oh, definitely, I would love to see that. I would love to see a Return of Jedi. I thought that planet was yeah. super interesting. Yeah. Um, so, uh, next news item, we have, uh, Mark Hamill gets his star on the Walk of Fame, which is long overdue, I would yeah. say. I mean, Luke Skywalker. This is yeah. a, this is a cornerstone of, of pop culture. It's kind of yeah. insane to think he's getting his star just now, so. Yeah, and it was fantastic. Harrison Ford was there, and, um, you know, he's just the great, gruff old guy. <laughs> and, like, he gave all these, like, Who better to have by your side uh, in a really happy, joyous ceremony than, like, this, his dour, like... <laughs> Thing. And he had all these like sort of backhanded compliments for Mark's acting ability. Oh, he was like, "When I saw you, you know, was like I thought, wow, you didn't have a lot of talent, but you know, you made up for it in like energy. Like it was just only well, he's here at seven, full. so it's, yeah, he, he makes his days. Yeah, and it's always good to see George Lucas out and about, you know, right. surrounded by stormtroopers. Yeah, and I mean, the rumor mill stuff. I did hear. You know, George said he reconfirmed that he's totally done with Star Wars. I don't know why oh, he right. has to reconfirm that. I mean, yeah. he said it outright, but well, pe- people are, the fans are desiring for him to come back more than anything, I think, right now because yeah. there, there's a big change happening in the right. galaxy far, far away. We're finally seeing this galaxy break apart and expand yeah. in, in such rapid succession like we've never seen before. So I think a lot of fans are kind of wary of that. And, yeah, now, looking now for they're guidance. Suddenly, they're looking for, yeah. for the light. <laughs> they liked it better when there was no girls in the galaxy. <laughs> well, I, I didn't, but yeah. well, I like, I, you know, I've always been a, a huge fan of Leia, so I was yeah. glad that George included. You know, and, and you know, for all the for all the flack George gets for uh, copying kind of you know story elements from Hidden Fortress, you know the yeah. I, I think you know the princess character in Hidden Fortress, Kurosawa's Hidden Fortress, is is amazingly strong and interesting but yeah 
for George to translate that to American cinema was just so beautiful. And I thought that Leia was just, you know, three times the force that was in that character from Hidden Fortress. So I, I was happy oh, yeah. that those those Kurosawa elements were able to translate and and we got such a strong female character yes. in, you know, the 70s. Yeah, ahead of her time right? and standing the test of time, too. Hey, maybe that's it. You know, maybe someone's going to tell a story uh, about um, Princess Leia. It'd be yeah. sort of interesting. I'm wondering, you know, now with Rebels, they're sort of in that in-between era. Um, Post-Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. pre, you know... Um, Force Awakens era, and uh, you know that's dominated by yeah. um, Princess Leia or um, Senator Organa, I think she's called in most <laughs> general of General Organa. And before she's general, yeah, she yeah. was senator. She went back to being a senator. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's so many possibilities. So I'm super excited to see what uh, what stories unfold around this new sequel trilogy. The, yeah. the time of the sequel trilogy. Um, so we'll throw up a quick spoiler warning for this these last two new news items. Yeah, um, we're going to talk about the last Jedi novelization. There's a few things in there that didn't make it to the uh, make it on the film. So uh, we'll be talking about a few of those key moments. They could be deleted scenes. They could have just been little uh, uh, additions that Jason Fry is making to the right. story that Ryan Johnson gave his blessing on. It, it could be you know we don't know yet exactly if they'll be in the deleted scenes or not. Uh, and then we'll also be talking about. Uh, a tiny little rumor, a little slip up, a little leak that um, oh, yeah. that came out about Solo. So, so here's your spoiler warning. Don't have to listen to the pod. You can shut off the podcast now if you don't want to hear anything. But uh, so we'll jump right into it. So, Michael K. Williams, uh, who was originally cast to play the gangster antagonist known as Dryden Voss in the Solo film, he on on a on a podcast he spoiled the relationship between Dryden Voss and Han Solo. And so I I I was able to glance at it because I have to in in an unhealthy way I have <laughs> to <convulsed. laughs> I have to d- figure out everything that's going to be all the story choices and analyze the story from all these different angles and figure out what a story is trying to say before it says it so I can see how well they said it. It's there's a lot going on, but ultimately <laughs> I I have to read every story, everything I see. And um you know, and I, I'm not going to talk about it because I think that'd be unfair to Lawrence and John Kasdan, who who took so much time to write the script. And the, you know, this information is definitely you know divulges the kind of the, the the core dynamic between Solo and the this this antagonist. So I don't want to talk about that, but I do want to say that Michael K. Williams did say that the character was half mountain lion, half man. <laughs> That's fantastic. Do you know what species that would be? Because I don't know what species well, that would be. Well, there is the... Yes, I do, actually. Um, and again, I just feel like I, I know all my Star That's Wars not a bo- friends a bo- are listening. A boffin are... would be a wolf man kind of looking. Yeah. Donkey thing. There's a different one, too, though, that they've... Um, it's similar to a boffin, but they're cats. Okay. Um, and they're tall. They made. They were in a bunch of uh, Clone Wars episodes, I believe, huh. and they were in a couple books too. And I am flaking on the name right now. Well, no worries. But um, my we know that. Cool. Um, we, we. I mean, this isn't this isn't a spoiler because we know that Paul Bettany replaced Michael K. Williams as yeah. Dryden Voss, and we know that Paul Bettany doesn't seem to have any mocap dots on his face or. Green right. screen, you know, uh, appendages. So we're, I'm not thinking he's uh, yeah. going to be a half mountain lion, half man. Right. It's interesting species. that they shot all the the parts with Michael K. Williams and then went and reshot it with, it, with all it, the parts and, and with and the t- new actor. T- t- you know, it makes me think this was going to be 
a bigger comedy, you know, more of a comedy than I thought it was because yeah. you're getting, you know, a, a, a kind of cat like character <laughs> who's acting like a tough guy or a suave, you know, rich, you know, yeah, uh, aristocrat or you know, high society gangster. It's kind of funny to me, you know, just think, just think about that for a second. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I hope you know, I want to see a lot more aliens. Right. That's part, you know, that's part of it. They have great species in this, uh, or you know, whole groups of people and I, the more of that the better I'm, I'm a little bit tired of seeing um human you know main characters i'd like yeah. to see you know see a change it was you know harrison was a good step in the right direction i think but i've seen enough twi'leks i've seen enough solistons nice to get an alien just right at the forefront and being a big game changer kind of alien you know, yeah. some, someone who's the ace pilot but he's an alien someone right. who's the jedi hero but he's an alien some, right. you know, something that just it's a big that's diversity, if you ask me. I mean, showing yeah. showing, showing some right. kind of crazy, you know, uh, alien race with with tentacles coming out of his, you know, wherever yeah. face and bulging yellow eyes, and he's somehow this ace pilot. That's whatever. That's yeah. cool. You know, it's 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 nice to show, uh, you know, different characters with with completely different aesthetics instead of just you know. Right. This human, that human, this human, that human. Yeah. Actually, I think that was one of the reasons why I liked uh, the Princess Leah book so much. Because, right. like, one of her, you know, one of her classmates was just, like, a gas ball. <laughs> I love it. I <laughs> like love it. Give me more gas Amoeba. balls. And she was, like, constantly, like, making fun of everybody else. <laughs> and just, like, and then, like, one was a snake. Like, really, like, it's a snake-like creature. And, like, nice. they're constantly just, like, ugh. You're, like, you're so non-evolved humans. But, uh. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's it. I mean, we're not going to talk about what what I what I now know, but it, it's. I can tell you one thing: the movie's going to be great. You yeah, know, it's going to be uh, exceptional because of this dynamic. Um, anyway, so we'll jump into TLJ novelization. Um, I read it. I finished it uh, two days after it came out. I kind of just sat sat down, read probably three parts of the book, and then I finished it in the next sitting and uh, nice. took down some some notes about scenes that I thought were, or moments in the book that I thought were interesting, but didn't make it to screen. So um, we do learn a bit more about Snoke, not too much. Uh, he's really being defined as this this keeper of secrets from the unknown regions, this, 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 this uh, keeper of knowledge, you know, the scholar of the Force that rebuilt the First Order as it had already collapsed you know the empire had collapsed and he had kind of rebuilt it and from the ashes as it says in hmm. the crawler of the force awakens so they really highlighted those those things but they, they they kept harping on secrets and how he knows these secrets that palpatine had been searching to understand uh in the unknown regions and yeah makes me just wonder you know it, it's intriguing but i i just i don't know where this is all going to it kind of makes snoke look like the, an unparalleled scholar of the force hmm in comparison to Palpatine, which is, it's, it's interesting. It's a bit of a power play. It makes Snoke almost look like he's kind of the, uh, the more kind of um, sage, uh, you know, uh, wise, right. dark lord than even Palpatine, which was, I thought Palpatine was kind of the apex of dark lord right. wisdom. But maybe well, right. Pal- Palpatine slash Darth Sidious was definitely, I mean, he, he took politics to a new level, right? That's like true. He was, he was a political Right. you know mastermind whereas you know you go through the there's warrior classes of dark side users and mm-hmm. you know maybe this guy's an evil librarian <laughs> that's not honestly, the sexiest thing it I've sounds heard. like it <laughs> yeah but um that might be who it is and it's sort of like yeah this this yeah. historian and you know he's he's like i know all the secrets but maybe if he uh was a little more savvy he would have seen that um <laughs> that old uh 
switcheroo by um, Kylo have coming. The old um, finger turn lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, cut in half that turn. old gag. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Um, what else do we learn? Uh, we learn. We learn that first. They they do say that Snoke wanted wants to obliterate the uh, two the island that Luke's on after after. Oh yeah, uh, mind probing Ray. Which I don't. Did, was that in the film? I forget. If yeah, they he mentioned... said I'm going to destroy that island and everything on it. I, there and was it, some lines, and again, I wish I had seen this thing um, more recently. But yeah, they they definitely okay, mentioned yeah, you're going to Act Two. To uh, that's interesting because that contradicts what I thought in the Force Awakens, where I thought Snoke had kind of had wanted nothing to do with Luke. Mm. It, it's interesting. I'm. It's interesting to see the direction of oh, let's go kill him now. It, yeah. I I thought it was more so that. I honestly, when I first saw The Force Awakens, thought that Luke had damaged Snoke, and Snoke uh, wanted nothing to do with him. But I well, now, no, I mean that was the whole guiding principle of the first movie was they were searching, they're desperately searching after Luke Skywalker, oh, okay. and trying to find. I thought it was just Kylo, first. and I thought I thought Snoke was upset that Kylo was was uh, was so occupied with this mission to find Luke. Oh. I thought that was was something, but I, I I'm completely wrong, so uh, don't take my word for it. Um, there's a scene where. In the book, there's a scene where Luke and Ray dance hmm. at the caretaker Interesting village. Interesting choice. <laughs> Thank God that didn't make it in the movie because I would have gone to the bathroom at that very moment. Uh, I would have, I, I, I would have just, I would have just sighed. I would have put my head in my hand and uh, I would have been crushed to see that moment because it just, it was just felt so fundamentally wrong to have this dance scene while the resistance is in crisis mode and right. fleeing for their lives and, and these two Jedi are dance. I was, is I'm so glad it didn't make it to the film. I don't know if it's going to be a deleted scene or not, but um, yep, there you have it. Luke and Ray dance. Ray is extremely scared to dance, but Luke says, "No, don't worry, I'll guide you through it." I thought that was a little bit of a yeah kind of a cliche. And um, anyways, they dance and. Then they they stop because they they kind of they realize exactly what I'm talking about that they're dancing and being uh, right jubilant during this time when right. the resistance is uh, uh, fleeing for their lives. Um, that was an interesting scene. Your dialogue to Rose and is kind of this YA novel kind of love triangle love love triangle thing going on where it's like Ray 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 like why why is he always thinking about Ray I don't you know and I was like. I just thought that was. I thought Rose was stronger than that. I didn't think she would always be thinking about Ray. being jealous of Ray and all this kind of stuff. I didn't think that that was that even needed to be. Maybe the first time he did it was yeah. okay, but he does it again, and it's kind of. I just. I don't think. I thought Rose. Rose doesn't need that. I don't think that she needs to be worrying about the competition. I think she has more dire, you know, uh, problems. Right. You know, especially at that fun. juncture, her sister just passed yeah, away. Her sister just who passed. She was I don't think incredibly close to. Yeah, I don't think she's thinking about this crush. Right, you know, I think she's thinking about her sister, and she's clutching that medallion more than she's right. annoyed with with Finn uh, thinking about Ray. Um, so I thought that was kind of unnecessary. Right, I thought that was you know, yeah. Them getting together at the you know end of the movie was more a pleasant surprise yeah. than really sort of this thing that you were just waiting um, to happen. We learn. I mean, I I think you you probably heard about this in Bloodline, but but Han and Leia were deeply afraid of Ben. That's why they kind of send him off to Luke. I don't know. They I think they talk about that in Bloodline. Right. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Again, I, I feel like I, I read that book too fast because there's so much in that book. There's really interesting stuff about the the first. I mean, the first machinations of the first order, right. and um, and yes, and then a lot with that. But I, I think, yeah, she was she wanted to do it right, and she, you know, she sent him. Yeah, she was afraid of him. She didn't think she could raise him 
herself. I'm sure Han was busy hawning around. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> that's, just, that's what they call it now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, so uh, that, yeah. That and fun. I mean, there's a lot to be afraid of there. And that, that makes me, uh, that, that's, uh, intriguing because, uh, I'm thinking that, you know, he came to Luke troubled. His parents viewed him as, you know, uh, kind of, a problematic and they had to send him away because they were afraid he was moving things with his mind and yeah yeah you know tearing things apart and he was already he was already a troubled kid when he was sent to luke so i don't know why luke even taught him to be a jedi in the first place and then it talks about how luke was you know it was luke's own hubris and his ego that the the skywalker bloodline should continue no matter what and it just see it just seemed like there was some some core logic problems there in my mind because I'm thinking you know then Luke teaches him how to be a Jedi and then these these problems persist and the darkness grows. So this was all in this book they talked right. He, and I, more I think there was other books too that even harped on this, but uh, that, but Han and Leia were afraid of Ben. That's why they yeah. sent it to Luke. No, I mean I think that's a revelation because she was you know she, and I think in Bloodline she's just like you know I didn't know what to do with it. Okay, and I thought he would do a better job and you know he's, yeah they dropped the fear bomb in this one. They say yeah, he was. Of, straight up afraid of him straight up afraid and he of him. was like all right you know well that makes a lot of sense and he's you know because what else can he do like right. he's just trying to show him how to use i mean the force will the dark side will pull him towards terrible things if you know if it's not at least managed i, I would right. imagine why give him a lightsaber you know what i mean like that's was he making a turn for the better is that a whole right. show you know what i mean is there a show where he's he's on the up and up and luke's guiding yeah. him on the up and up and then he just he kind of you know, meet Snoke or something that happens. But anyways, I just think that I thought that was kind mm. of interesting. I thought there was, you know, what it, you know, I, thought, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know if that all pans out in an organic way. Yeah. And so that was, that was something that was jarring, but, uh, that's uh-huh. it. I mean, that's all I have for the novelization, but, um, think did you, this. did you read Cobalt Squadron? I didn't, I didn't read Cobalt Yeah. Squadron. So that's all her inner monologue. Like it's pretty much all oh, great. Um, that character. That. And, you know, she is younger. She is a little immature, but it's more about her um, stepping out from behind her sister. She has, you know, her older sister, and she's just sort of like her sister protects her, and um, how. And it's sort of it's all about her sort of walking away from that, becoming independent, and becoming, you know, confident in yourself and strong and right, what you right. do in yourself. So, yeah, so oh, that's it's cool. Not, I would love to read that actually. That it's not great. great. Oh, really? Oh, it's not. Great. <laughs> I mean, okay. it, it was fine. It, it was interesting, and they they spend the whole time on those big battle. Um, bombers that we see right, right. and uh they do this kind of cool mission i mean honestly it wasn't my favorite uh but it's interesting information mm-hmm. and i'm just gonna you know I, I, i've made it my mission to read everything in the new canon and so it was next in line i mean i enjoyed it i finished it and uh yeah she thinks about her sister a lot and in these kind of uh you know thoughts of her sister she talks about how Paige had wanted to meet finn and mm. and she looked up she looked up to him as a hero and all this kind of stuff and yes. then these these thought these kind of these these inner dialogue moments of like how she has a crush on him and how he keeps saying yeah. Ray and all this and this kind of like adoration of Finn was kind of built in off off of that huh. you know off of those moments and I was, it was just kind of weird to me I was like all right well yeah well, maybe I will pick it up I usually don't read the, the novelizations of the books um, well there's nothing but, that, not that much I mean there's a lot of yeah. scene for scene stuff too yeah. it's just the right. exact scene even the um, uh, the flashback with Luke and Kylo is scene for scene the same as yeah the, the, i was hoping to get a little bit a little more there, inf- nuggets of information stuff. i love it when there are um multiple perspectives on the same character so you know so that author um was able to you know have her 
you know, or Jay had, had his view of um, right. of I keep wanting to call her Kelly Marie Tran, but um, yeah, it, uh, Rose, Rose, TK. thank you, yeah. and um, and then someone else because it it not only shows more about that character, but it also shows like what the story group's saying about them. And I, I'm yeah. obsessed with the star Wars story group. Like, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. If, if I could do any other job than the job I'm doing now, like yeah. that would be it. And I'd probably wear robes all the time. <laughs> Just, you know, do it for free oh they're doing um, it wrong clearly yeah 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 right <laughs> totally and who's to say they don't actually yeah, like when they're just by themselves but uh it's really kind of cool how like i love that there's now this one orchestrated presence that's right. that's guiding you know all the different media and so i mean because what you're saying doesn't sound too far off of her but it sounds like maybe they're exploring a little different side of her personality i thought than, the, i thought the stylistic choices of kind of right copying a, a kind of uh seemed yeah, twilight-esque seemed like approach was just kind of I don't right. know. It was unnecessary, and the dancing right. with Luke was in that similar vein where I was like, "This is yes, unnecessary." I was like, "Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if really uh, people need to think about this." Maybe this. they just uh, they just wanted to try and give us a little something else to to sell sell the books. Yeah, why not? Or uh, widen the broad people, the demo. Yeah, that demo's already super broad. Right, I know. But, like um, the widest <laughs> demo ever. Um, That's it. I mean, like I don't. There's nothing. I, I thought it was a great book. I thought there was a lot of beautiful prose and and uh, kind of interesting adjectives and I, I yeah of course whenever i read these things i take down every every single word and term used so i can oh cool so i can remember them so when i read other books i can kind of learn what that technology is or what yeah. that thing is so that was Free, good man far out yeah, that's it yeah well yeah a lot of stuff going on man it seems like every day they drop a new factoid so when yeah. they do we will be on it um hopefully we'll get someone in the third seat for uh next week um who can you know tell us both that we're wrong about everything yeah they can search on the internet for uh the things we talk about so we yeah. don't have to make errors and you can i know I'm, I'm starting to hear myself and realize that uh i'm doing a terrible job and <laughs> with very little effort i could actually know what i'm talking about and give you know uh all, all the right nouns uh that are they go yeah. along with star wars and i would enjoy that research too but um until then you're gonna have to you know, live with this mediocre product that I'm putting forward. <laughs> and hopefully we just probably oh, we have get some back. gems in here. There are some yeah, gems yeah. in here. You can, you can find them if you want. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, thank you so much for listening and uh, may the force be with you. Always. <laughs>